Caldwitz with Root. The one-stop Salonis shop for all things sales, product, customers, marketing, and more. Coblitz with Mert, no fluff. So thanks a lot today. We have Josh Blank talking about the importance of researching, researching personas, industry, companies, why companies care about certain things, how Salonis can help them in their mission statement. Josh Blank, how you doing, man? Mert, I'm doing well. Thanks for having me on here. Hope you're uh, staying safe during these crazy times. Have you been uh, working on your singing and your Spanish? My singing? Yeah. I have been working on my Spanish, and the singing is coming next. I was hoping uh, I can have some reinforcements from some other members of the BDR team, but no one's volunteering. No one's volunteered yet. My my give is helping people out and researching companies. My ask is that someone helps me out with my singing voice. Look, the That's whole give and get thing, right? Maybe someone will hear the podcast and be like, you know what, Josh, this is really helpful for me. I'm going to help you in singing. It's a give and get thing. I, I'm just waiting for it. I mean, a lot of people tell me I'm a lost cause, but I still, I still hold out hope. <laughs> I, I still hold out hope that one day they're going to see me on that big stage. That's it, man. We're splitting the podcast up in three parts. First of all, we're talking about how to find out what companies care for. Number two is identifying the pain. And number three is addressing the pitch and how to put that information you just found out into your ask. So I'm going to have those three sections marked on the timestamp so people can skip around whenever needed. And then we'll have a little surprise little challenge for you josh you ready for that putting me on the spot but let's do it always man so let's talk about it man so finding out a company what they do how they operate talk to me about that what do you kind of do as your go-to first yeah Mark. so the first thing that i'm doing is i'm gonna open up the 10k so the 10k is a burdensome document with a lot of pages and a lot of information that might be interesting and you could want to read it, but you don't really need it, which is going to be a key theme of this podcast. So there's a lot of information out there that there's a lot of information out there that you can read, but you really don't need all of it. So it's important to stay targeted in what you're looking for. So once we open up to 10K, all you need to do is hit control F on your keyboard, go find, hit business, and you get right to the business section. Within the business section, there's a few th- key things that I'm looking for. So I want to get a better understanding of how does this company operate. So the first thing right off the bat, how does this company make money? Are they a services company? Do they sell a, a physical good? Are they a financial institution? So figuring out what is this company's core business, what is their core product line, and how do they make money? From there, what we want to do is we want to break down the company a little bit further and understand what are the different product lines this company works into? Is this company selling several different product lines into a targeted geographic location? Do they service multiple geographic locations? Do they operate in both North America, Asia, and Europe? Or do they only operate locally in the North American market? What are the different product lines? How is this company organized? And what that's going to give you is a good idea of who to be targeting within the organization and at the same time understanding who not to target within the organization, which is sometimes just as hard as figuring out who we do want to talk to. It's understanding who do we not want to talk to, who do we not need to speak with, uh, and who's just going to stall a sales cycle or someone that might not have the budget for what we're doing, but giving you a good understanding of all those things. So does every company have 10K? And if not, what are you using instead to access the information? Yeah, so every publicly traded company has a 10K. 
So any company that you see on the market has to file a 10K. Now, if that company is not publicly traded, so we do work with some companies that are privately held, there's a few different places to look. So I don't like to admit it, but the first place I look is Wikipedia. Strangely, you find a lot of really good information on Wikipedia. Now, you need to back up that information and look at the cliff notes, back that up and understand and do a little more digging to make sure everything is accurate. But you typically get a really good and concise version of what the company does and how they operate all on that one page in a form that's very digestible. Now, you want to be able to supplement that with other information from more trusted sources, although Wikipedia does do a pretty good job of that. So go online, take a look at some news articles, poke around, see what people have been saying about the company. It's out there. It's not going to be explicitly stated in a document like the 10K, but if the company is large enough from the companies that we're working into and selling it to are large enough, there's going to be information out there on how the company uh, is organized, how they're structured, and what they do and what they provide as an organization. Okay, so we have 10K, which is great. Wikipedia, always a go-to for any information. What are some other websites you're using? Um, I know that you talk about a lot of websites with some stock information on there. There's information about what they go after, their mission statement, maybe in their, even their website. What are you currently doing? Yeah, so it depends on the company and where I find things. I do like to poke around the website. I like to see what does their online presence look like, what are they focused on, understand some of their messaging to see if I can tie into anything. And on top of that, it's just poking around and using Google. I uh, say I'll do a lot of out, out, I will do an Owler search in the beginning. Owler is good. It gives you a high-level snapshot of what the company looks like. Not too much in-depth uh, information on there. Seeking Alpha is another great resource that I use. That's going to give you a lot of information about the company compiled in all in one space. And it's focused on from a stock and investing standpoint. So with the stock and investing standpoint that it's taking, there's going to be information, like we said before, that you don't need. So part of it becomes poking around and seeing where should I be looking and how can I cut through all the noise to get to what do I really need to be looking at uh, when I'm on Seeking Alpha or any other website. But you can typically find all the information that you need between Seeking Alpha, taking a look at the 10K, Wikipedia, or just their investor presentations. That's pretty much where you're going to find all the information that you're going to need. Let's just say Tesla is an example we want to use right now. Big company, their stocks are rising and dropping. As you probably already know, you're a big stock guy like me. We can look at their 10K. We can look at Wikipedia. Do you also use like LinkedIn and people's maybe the job searches on LinkedIn to figure out what jobs Tesla is looking at right now or what jobs they have open? Or maybe you can look at people's posts that you're, you've been following through LinkedIn Navigator. Yeah. So what I like doing and what's unique to Solonis, I like to see where they have a lot of people doing the same job within an organization. So if you have, let's say I go into LinkedIn and I do a company search and I'm looking into Tesla and I see that Tesla has over 75 people that work in procurement. Right. And that's, that's not like most companies. So if you see that this company has a lot of people working in one area, that's going to be a, that's going to be a high overhead area of the business that probably isn't efficient. There's probably a lot of manual steps within that one area of the business and something that you're going to want to target. So we'll take, for example, I was working with a prospecting into a company last week and I noticed that there's a lot of people within order management. So I'm seeing that, and this is in relation to all the other people in the job titles within the organization. 
So we see order management, and it's thinking, why are there so many people within order management? Now, I get on the phone with this guy, and he's the director of global business services. He's working on all the processes across the organization. He's got a global purview, and he's got all these different pain points. And when I ask him, I go, what is, what is the biggest initiative for you guys right now? What, what are you looking to improve from a process perspective? And right off the bat, he goes, we have too many manual touches within order management. That's it. You can, you can key in on these things by just taking a look at the organizational structure. You can see where not to target or where to target. And all this is just being done all through LinkedIn. Good point. So if you have an oversaturation of one job, there's clearly an emphasis in that one area. If there's a bunch of sourcing specialists or analysts or managers, there's clearly a lot of initiatives around finding the right vendors, vendor management, uh, managing tail spend. Let's transition. We now know what the company cares for. We know how they operate, what they buy when they sell, how they make money. Let's figure out the pain. They're not going to have in black and white always, hey, we are X company. Our pain point is this. It takes a little more investigation, right? Like a little Sherlock's home action. So, Josh, what are you currently doing uh, around that? Yeah, to find the pain points, what I, what you should be looking at or what I look at is the investor presentation. And the reason I look at the investor presentation is that it's easy to sort. It's easy to sort through. The information is right there. There's charts to make it to make it easier to find what you're looking for, and it's going to give you the information that you need but not the information that you don't need. Are these investor presentations pretty public? Yeah, absolutely, Mark. So if it's a publicly traded company, it's on Seeking Alpha. A company could not have an investor presentation, but about, I would say, 95% of earnings calls, so their quarterly earnings calls, which they have once a quarter, have an investor presentation to go with it. So what I do in my process is go into Seeking Alpha, look up the company, whatever company that I'm taking a look at, and then be able to go into their investor slides and look through there uh, and get a feel for what is the company doing and how are they performing financially. What if it's a private company in general? So then you're, you're leaning more on uh, third-party reports. So Business Insider does a lot of good reporting. CNBC does a lot of good reporting. Any of the news stations or any place that you're going to get business uh, information is going to have information about these companies. If a company is large enough, it's not going to fly under the radar and no one's ever going to write about it. Even if it's a even if it's a private company and it's owned by a certain individual, it's going to have news sources and people are going to be writing about it for whatever reason is newsworthy. So doing a simple Google search, going through the trusted sources for what's going on within that company, and then understanding what they do and how they're performing financially, it's going to be right there. You might not have specifics in terms of numbers, but you're going to have the initiatives and you're going to find the pain points. What is the exact thing you're writing in Google? Like, are you typing in X company pain points, X company challenges, business processes? Like, I want someone to listen to this and say, okay, Josh said this. Let me try this out now. Yeah. So let's just put in, keep it really simple. Put in the name of the company, Google search, and go to the news tab. It's as simple as that. That's all you need to do. And depending on the size of the company, it'll go back a few years. You might need to do some digging through some of the news articles. But it'll give you a good idea. And let's use an example. Anytime a company is acquisitive, so an account that I own is JR Simplot. I know that they acquired Pinnacle Agriculture a few years back. Right off the bat, that's a use case right there. Now, that's a pretty easy squared away use case. But 
when you start doing the digging and you do more digging through these news articles, you're going to find pain points and it's going to be right there. Is there, this maybe is a broad question, but is there a most common pain you see among a certain industry, let's say manufacturing or pharmaceuticals? Like, is there a umbrella pain that a lot of these guys are facing every day? Oddly, no. And, and that's the interesting thing. And I think the thing that keeps all of us on our toes at Salonis is that no matter how often or how many times we've worked into a certain industry, each company's challenge is unique. And I, I think that's really one, probably one of the most interesting things about working here. Yes, we might have we might have deployments in ten biotech or pharmaceutical companies, but each of those companies' pain points is going to be different. There are some common themes within some of the industries that you're taking a look at. If you're a tech company, you're probably going to be focused on the customer experience. That's something. If you are biotech, pharmaceutical, uh, quote to cash, purchase to pay, those are pretty prevalent within those two industries. But when you start digging in a little bit more, so the use case at the surface level might be the same, but when you start digging in and that's that second layer, that's when you're going to realize each of these companies challenges is unique so we'll take example i'm talking to a global biotech and pharmaceutical company we know that maverick buying is in the demo and we know that maverick buying is something that a lot of companies are concerned about now this pharmaceutical company's specific pain point was we have these two factories we have these two locations where we're producing the drug we know exactly where they are and we know that there's maverick buying going on within these two locations so They've drilled down, they understand the need, they understand the pain point, and they're coming to us with the squared away use case for what Solanus can do. Uncover what, where and why is the Maverick buying taking place within the organization. Now, that might be the same use case that a, another company in the same space is using us for, but each circumstance is unique, and that's what keeps things interesting. Josh, are you ready for your challenge? Shoot, let's do it, Mark. That's what I'm here for. Here are the rules. I'm going to give you a company. You have three minutes and only three minutes to find out what they do, how they operate, where they're located, and what they care about. We'll regroup, talk about that. Then we'll talk about their pains. We'll find out within three minutes what their pains are. And then we'll lastly take 60 seconds to prep and put that information to a pitch. Do you accept the challenge, Josh? Yes, Mark. I, I accept the challenge. You can send my prize winnings to my uh, my Venmo account. Let me just uh, slack that over to you. We'll take that offline. Okay. Good. <laughs> All right, cool. So the company is going to be Pacar. Let's do it. All right. Time is up. Great. So, Mark, what we found out from doing the research, and this is a short amount of time, how this company is structured, how do they operate? We figured out what are the three business units? And we found that trucks is this company's largest business unit, and it's not even close. So we know that within this organization, we want to be target the people that are making the actual trucks and not the other business units. We found out that this company and the way that they make money is not by selling to the individual customer. So what they're doing is they're selling to distributors. So right off the bat, what we know is that customer service or customer experience isn't going to be as strong of a use case, but quote to cash and reducing days. So is going to be a big use case for us. So just from doing three minutes of information, three minutes of research within this account, we figured out where we want to target and one potential use case, along with backup information that we can bring to the table in the conversation when we're speaking to the prospect. Let's take 
three more minutes to identify any pain and challenges they're facing right now. All right, and time is up. Josh, hit me. All right, Mark. So what we found out from taking a look at the investor slides for PACAR is that over the course of the last year, they've opened five different locations throughout the world. And the goal for this is to be able to penetrate new markets. So what we see here is an opportunity to go and pitch this company. Look, you guys are doing very well from an operational efficiency standpoint. However, we know that strategically you need to maximize the amount of work or you you need to maximize your working capital and increase margins so you can continue to reinvest in opening these new plants without taking any debt out on the balance sheet. So right from looking through these slides, we found a potential use case, what they're probably going to want to use some of this working capital for and how to pitch them specifically to what the company does and what their focus is. There we go. So six minutes, we got enough information to call anyone at this company and sound knowledgeable enough because we now saw their investor reports. We saw their seeking alpha. We saw what they care about, what they don't care about, who we target. So, you know, I really encouraging, I really encourage anyone who's investigating in these companies to take minimal amount of time yet maximize what you learn. We have this research. It's amazing. We've compiled it. Let's put it to the test. Every new BDR has their scripts. Tenor BDRs are starting to understand how to adapt the script. So let's talk about that a little bit. Josh, let's do a little bit of role play right now. I'm going to be the director of procurement. You're going to cold call me. Use the research and the pain points to create a script that really works best to my interest. Cool. Mert, shall we? Ring, ring. This is Mert. Hey, Mert. This is Josh Blank from Salonis. I uh, saw that you oversee the purchasing organization at PACCAR, and you were part of the team that created the centralized purchasing and buying office. Uh, it's really interesting because some of the leaders that we're talking to at companies like Daimler AG, BMW, uh, they're leveraging Salonis today to optimize their spend, reduce their costs, uh, and drive compliance. So it definitely makes sense for us to speak. Have you heard of Salonis or Process Mining? I haven't. Okay, got it. Well, process mining is a technology that optimizes how procurement runs. Solonis automatically analyzes your business processes by pulling the data from your IT systems, finding your biggest inefficiencies, and helping you proactively remove them. So imagine an MRI of your procurement process that helps eliminate things like Maverick buying and improve touchless POs. So with you overseeing procurement, having set up that centralized buying office, Let's set up an introductory call so you can see how customers like Vodafone, um, BMW, Daimler are using Salonis. When do you have some time to chat this week or next? Yeah, sounds good. I'm not sure exactly if this really fits into what I'm doing right now. Got it. So what what is your current focus? So I see that you guys have opened a number of different locations globally. Most of the time when I... I talked to a procurement leader. It's a challenge setting up these new locations and eliminating any compliance issues within the purchasing department. Uh, Is that something that you're focused on? It is, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And and how are you guys monitoring that today? How how do you guys go about monitoring compliance from some of these new offices and some of these new locations that you've just stood up? You know, we have a couple different things we're using right now. But once again, I feel like this is probably a better thing for other companies, not me right now. Right. So you guys 
set up a centralized purchasing office. And what that typically te- says is that you guys are looking to cut costs and remove some operational friction within that process. And seeing how that you guys have opened up all these different locations, it seems like it's the perfect time to have this conversation around how Salonis can help cut costs, helping you guys reinvest in the locations that you're looking to open in the future, according to your 10K, uh, but also just reduce uh, inefficiencies and friction within the processes that you guys currently have. Now, understanding that this is a hectic time, you guys have a lot going on, when when would be a good time just to show you this for 30 minutes? That sounds great. Great, Mark. So how's how's next Wednesday? We can we can put that on the top of the calendar. Unless you're traveling to that new location in Taiwan that you just opened up, that's not going to work out too well. <laughs> well said, well said. Uh, there we go, guys. I mean, look at that. See, Josh was able to leverage the information on the 10K, from the 10K, to understand what I care about, the new locations from news articles, and his objections with the value came from exactly what I cared about. With the right questions, it pivoted into me having to think about, okay, Josh knows about the new locations, he cares, he knows about my procurement pain points, and that's how it's done. Josh, I appreciate you coming on. Uh, this has been fantastic. Any last-minute tips you want to add for researching? Yeah, Mert. So don't over-research. Know what you need and know what you don't need. Don't spend three hours cutting through a company's 10K. Don't spend three hours cutting through an investor slides, writing down every single number. Know what you're looking for. Be targeted in, in how you're looking for it. And then operationalize that knowledge. This shouldn't be a three-hour activity. This should be a 20 to 30-minute activity maximum. And what you're able to get, the investment in doing this, is going to show uh, every time you reach out to this company in different ways. You know, it's not easy to figure out everything and put into a pitch within six minutes, but I'm happy to see that, man. So thanks a lot. Once again, hashtag no fluff. See you in the next episode.